Hey, hey, Star Wars fans, it's Gary here from Spark of Rebellion, and we would love for you to listen to all of our brand new episodes when they land every single Saturday. Make sure you follow us on your podcast app of choice or pop over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash listen. If you like the show and you want to support us, you can do that via our Patreon. Just head over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Patreon and come and join our other patrons. And thank you so much for your continued support. Now, may the force be with you and on to this week's Spark of Rebellion. Hello there. We would be honoured if you would join us. Hello there, and welcome to Spark of Rebellion, your weekly Star Wars podcast where we round up the latest news, some uh, review and discussion on various things from a galaxy far, far away, plus our random spotlight, which admittedly, Mark and I haven't had a chance to get into the last couple of episodes, purely because there's been so much news and so much going on within the Star Wars universe that we just haven't had time to dig into that, and I'm afraid it's going to be another week where that is postponed literally because my good friend and co-pilot and as I've said before the irreplaceable Mr. Mark Asquith is uh, very very busy this week and he's away so uh, he's really busy just getting Captivate rocking and rolling through various upgrades and progressing that anyone that doesn't know our show is hosted with Captivate.fm which Mark founded and uh, is is improving every single week and month so He's got his head down at the minute, getting that stuff sorted out. Plus, he's been away. So, very busy times for old Mark. So, you're stuck with me <laughs> this week. So, it's going to be a slightly shorter show this week. Just going to be running through what's been happening uh, in the world of Star Wars. We've got five or six uh, stories to go through to keep you guys updated with what's going on. And, uh, yeah, and then we're going to wrap. We're not going to have any review and discussion or uh, random spotlight stuff. We'll save that for when um, Mark and I are back together on the podcast. So I hope you guys have had a good week and um, uh, you're getting excited for the Rise of Skywalker. We're getting closer to December now where the, the film is is going to be dropping. In, until then, we've got some really cool uh, stuff to get our teeth into. Notably, The Mandalorian over on Disney+. Plus. That's getting some really good reviews at the moment. Really glad that that has, has done well, seeing as that's, uh, that's Disney and Lucasfilm's kind of foray into the streaming stuff and a and a proper TV outing for Star Wars. And uh, a couple of people have mentioned to us um, that in our last show, we kind of alluded to the fact that we've seen it, even though we don't have Disney Plus here in the UK and all that stuff. Well, uh, at the end of the day, yes, we have seen it. We, we have seen those, uh, those episodes. And uh, we will give you our thoughts and review on that when we are again back on the show together. Uh, aside from that... I've been smashing through the new or the recently released Jedi Fallen Order video game. It's a really, really amazing game. It, it reminds me of the old, uh, some of the old Star Wars games from the LucasArts days. It's got that really gr- just awesome narrative-driven story. You know, the story is just ace and they've, they've nailed it. Respawn have really nailed the whole essence. And I think, I don't want to go into too much detail. We'll do a proper review on it, but I think they've... Uh, it, it wasn't the game that we were expecting, put it that way. I think a lot of people were, I think a lot of people were expecting a very linear uh, A to B, no deviations and 
relying solely on the story to to drive you through the game but that's that's really not the case they've opened up each planet you can explore you can do everything in whatever order you want to within within reason and yeah you can just crash through the game however you want really you can like the, the lightsaber customization is brilliant the not so much the the outfits for cal that's a little bit lackluster uh, it's essentially a, a small handful of outfits and then a slightly larger selection of ponchos but they're all just different colours, really. It would be cool to see some actual different outfits for him that you could customise, or some Jedi robes or something like that. Maybe we'll see that in a future update. But uh, yes, it's a, it's an awesome game. If you haven't picked it up yet, uh, give it a give it a purchase. You won't be disappointed. And yeah, it's just got that amazing mix. It's got a real good mix of the the combat is kind of the Dark Soulsy Sekiro kind of feel to it. The level design and how you traverse the levels it's a bit like cross between uncharted and tomb raider and that sort of thing so it's a really you'll spend hours and hours and it's really difficult as well it's not like it's not like the old force unleashed games where very quickly you had really overpowered abilities and force powers and you just destroyed everything and it was quite easy it's not like that at all it's very challenging but really rewarding so yes it's been awesome to go through uh, fallen order I noticed as well on the uh, on Twitch the the number of people streaming or viewing uh, Battlefront Two has dropped massively. It's really funny. Even some of the bigger streamers on Twitch have been playing through it. So Doctor Disrespect and Viz and some other people they've they've actually taken it properly on their channel. Like Doctor Disrespect has got proper graphics for it and stuff, and he's been playing through the game. So which is really good actually, because you wouldn't think that streamers like that would 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 stream a game like that so you that just shows how popular and how good the game is when you've got guys like that who only stick to the multiplayer stuff really like Fortnite and apex legends and stuff so yes fallen order very very cool stuff right before we crack on with the news just a very quick reminder of where you can find us and where you can support the show if you like what we do here and you want to support the show and get yourself some spark of rebellion swag and uh, a welcome note from Mark and I and uh, all the way up to executive producer credits. You can come on the show. You can tell us what you want to do for the random spotlight and all that stuff. You can do all of that over at Patreon. So just head over to patreon.com forward slash spark of rebellion. You'll see all of the different tiers there. It ranges from a dollar all the way upwards. Uh, you can jump on board and yeah, it, it, it's great to have your support. The The current patrons who support us, thank you so much for that. It's uh, It's really, really cool. We invest everything back into into the show to make sure that we bring you quality content every week. So very much appreciative of that. Uh, over on the socials, you can find us as well. Over on Instagram, just do a search for uh, Spark of Rebellion. You'll find us on there. Um, if you go over to uh, Twitter, uh, our Twitter name is at rebellion underscore spark. Um, give us a follow on there. All of these social channels, we um, we talk about Star Wars throughout the week. We post little tidbits and, and all that stuff. Uh, over on Facebook, um, if you just do a search for uh, Spark of Rebellion Show, uh, you'll find us on it. And uh, sorry, the same for Instagram as well. Our Instagram name is Spark of Rebellion Show. So plenty of ways to interact with us. Uh, we've got a great little uh, community around that. So it's good to um, to chat Star Wars throughout the week and so on. So the news, what's been happening with Star Wars? Well, the first um, story, these are a couple of stories that have overflown from last week and a couple of new ones, but this one's been doing around for a week now. It's, it's very, very cool. It's around the involvement that John Favreau is going to have with the franchise moving forward post 
Rise of Skywalker and obviously post The Mandalorian. And essentially it's saying that he's going to have a larger role in whether that's producing movies, directing movies, more TV streaming stuff. Uh, we don't know the exact details, but at the moment, um, along with some other key players that they've brought on board to help with Star Wars storytelling and all that stuff moving forward, we've, we know about Kevin Feige, who is, uh, who is jumping on board and is going to be involved in some shape or form moving forward based on his track record with the Marvel stuff. Uh, yeah, John Favreau is, uh, is also going to be uh, part of this ongoing um, uh, kind of group of, of creators, I suppose, that are going to influence directly or indirectly the, the future of the, the movies and the TV stuff. So this is great news. Anyone that's seen any of John's work, uh, well, especially the MCU, but any of, his, any of his movies over the years, he's such a talented creator and director and... Uh, and as an actor as well, he's, he's just an all-round very, very talented guy. So to have somebody like that be on board, not completely. I, I can't imagine that John Favreau is going to be exclusive to Lucasfilm and Star Wars. I can't picture that myself. He's going to do other stuff. But the fact that he is involved in future, uh, future projects for Star Wars is very, very uh, positive and very just a really good move, I think, moving forward. So that's very cool, and I can't wait to see what... Because Star Wars has been a bit ropey with its commitment with various people in the past, where we've had, going back to Solo, where we had that project kicking off and we all thought that was all great and stuff, and then out the blue, we had the the directors just leave the project, left them high and dry, if you like, creative differences, the old uh, quote-unquote creative differences, which I think is... Basically, a lot of fighting and I want to do it this way. No, we don't agree with that. Well, see you later. So they buggered off. And then the whole Ryan Johnson thing, what's going on with him? Do we know if he's going to be coming back to direct anything? A lot of people are actually saying no on that now. That's not confirmed or official, but a lot of people are saying that his involvement in Star Wars is pretty much done. He's not going to be doing anything. But then that could turn on its head early next year. We could get an announcement that... Uh, he is on board and he's got this amazing trilogy and stuff. But the fact is that Disney and Lucasfilm are a little bit wishy-washy where it concerns being, you know, a hundred percent committed to saying, yes, this person is doing this, this person is doing this. So it, it's, uh, it's great that, that they've, they've come forward early and said, yes, John Favreau is on board and will be involved moving forward. Uh, moving on from this story and is kind of related in terms of, involving people and certain people within Star Wars moving forward. Uh, there was a, an interview that Kathleen Kennedy did uh, recently, and she alluded to the fact that while she obviously has a, a, a very good connection with the people creating a specific project, whether it is Jon Favreau on The Mandalorian or uh, the Ryan Johnson thing that's coming or not coming, we're not sure, or with J.J. Abrams, uh, she she's basically said that they don't do anything in terms of the the story group and the storytelling aspect of Star Wars without having a chat with Dave Filoni. Uh, you guys will know that name. Those of you that don't, uh, Dave Filoni has essentially been the the Star Wars guy after George Lucas, I think is the best way to put it. 
So when George Lucas started to step back from everything, once he had, once he was finished with the prequels, had no interest at all, really, in doing any of the sequel films, and didn't want to uh, take on the projects of the animated stuff, either directing or creating stuff or anything like that. He essentially farmed that off to to other people. And one of the guys that he's kind of mentored over the years and has clued him up on all the aspects of Star Wars, really got him, really dived deep into all that stuff. And I'm not going to say past the baton, you know, because George is still, from what we've, you know, we spoke last week, one of the stories was there. Uh, George was supposedly called in to assist on the rise of Skywalker and some of the news articles are a bit dramatic. It's like George Lucas has been called in to save Star Wars. You know, it's a bit OTT, but it's clear that George is still involved in Star Wars and is still uh, helping from that respect. So the, the baton hasn't been passed to Filoni completely, but it's very clear that Dave is like George's guy. You know, so I'm, I imagine uh, if Kathleen's on the phone, George picks up. He's like, I, I, you know, I can't, you know, I'm busy, busy. But to call Dave, you know, give Dave a ring. Any question that you've got for me around Star Wars, I'm 99% sure Dave can answer. So it's kind of that situation. He's, you know, he's mentored him over the years, which is really cool. And, and Kathleen Kennedy has said that uh, there isn't a thing, I'm quoting here, there isn't a thing that we do in the storytelling space that I don't check with Dave. What I find about Dave is you don't just sit down and have a discussion about plots or review characters inside the Star Wars world. You end up having meaningful, thoughtful discussions about what it is we're trying to say inside the storytelling. He has a lot of empathy. And again, that's really cool. We know that Dave Filoni actually directed episode one of The Mandalorian. So he's made his first steps into the live action world. Dave has essentially spearheaded all of the animated stuff over the years. He uh, he, he was the guy behind uh, The Clone Wars and also Star Wars Rebels. So really talented in terms of getting Star Wars. You know, he's the guy that gets it. You know, there aren't always, if you speak to a thousand Star Wars fans about how they, how they felt about The Last Jedi, you'd, you know, I, I, I'm quite confident that a large portion of them would say that Ryan Johnson just doesn't get it. He just doesn't get Star Wars or doesn't get certain characters at least. Whereas Dave Filoni, you can't really say that, you know, everything, you know, pretty much everything that he's put out within those animated shows is, uh, He's kind of nailed, really, you know. They're all canon, obviously, so he knows what's important. He knows what's what needs to be told, what stories we you know, what needs to be said. And he also knows, like, the, the no-no areas. He knows not to mess with certain things. He knows not to, not to screw around with certain things. So uh, that's also very cool. So I think these two new stories kind of build up this really nice picture that Yes, the, the the Star Wars storytelling over the years since Disney bought Lucasfilm and within, you know, these new movies and so on, not everything has been perfect, far from it. Not everything has been amazing, but it's good that the, the, the top dogs over there, so Bob Iger and Kathleen Kennedy and those people, the presidents and all that stuff, it's really good that they've identified that, yes, we do need some... We do need some other talent working on Star Wars moving forward. And the good thing is we have we already have that talent in-house, I'm gonna say. I don't I'm not sure if Dave Filoni is an employee of Lucasfilm or if he just contracts there. I'm really not sure. It seems like 
it seems like he's an employee of Lucasfilm. So they might be thinking, yes, we've already got this amazing resource in-house, but now let's bring in these other people that have been so success- successful in the Marvel Universe and their other projects, like Kevin Feige and um, John Favreau that I just spoke about. You know, Let's get the best people we can so that when we come round to producing the next round of Star Wars films, which we're not going to see any for a couple of years, I don't think, after the rise of Skywalker, at least by that time, they've had enough of a enough of a block of time to actually nail exactly what they want to do with these new films, where they're going to set the new story, all that stuff. But they've got these really amazing, talented people that can push all that stuff forward. So there we go. John Favreau on board for the future, as is Dave Filoni. And it's really cool that he's been consulted on lots of these projects to advise and make sure that stuff is moving forward as it should. Uh, moving on, um, actually talking about Star Wars moving forward and when we're going to see information about the newer films, because that's like the thing, isn't it, with with these franchises that we love and stuff. We're always eager for the next thing. We have to have news on what's coming and when it's coming and so on. So I think a while ago, I'm, I think we mentioned it here, but if not, there was a, there was a story uh, sorry, an interview that Bob Iger had put out there. Uh, sorry, somebody had put out an interview with Bob Iger saying that he felt like we needed a bit of a break after the rise of Skywalker. There was too much in the way of um, uh, too much in the way of content right now. It was sort of borderline moving into that kind of franchise fatigue period. We've had ups and downs. It's just a good time after the rise of Skywalker because by that time. I believe the Mandalorian would be done anyway. And the Obi-Wan TV series is not coming out for a while anyway. So he felt like it would be a good time, especially with the movies, just to give everything a rest. Let's kind of have a reset, get ourselves you know, dusted off and, and get refreshed and so on. But counter to that, we're getting some news now that we're going to be told pretty soon of the, uh, the type of movie that's going to be with us apparently in 2022. And we're also going to be told who the director is. So this is already cool. So like I said, it's kind of counter to the story where Bob Iger's like, we're going to have a break and so on. It seemed to me and maybe other people that it felt like the, the tone in which he was talking and the sort of language he used, it made it sound like we were going to have a much longer break than just two years. But uh, maybe I, I was reading into that slightly wrong. But anyway... Uh, apparently on uh, in January, so uh, in just over a month's time, uh, we're apparently going to be told um, when exactly the new Star Wars film is coming out. We're going to be told what the uh, what the uh, film will actually be about, um, what time period possibly, characters and so on. And we're also going to be told the director of that new mysterious Star Wars film. So one thing that we know straight away off the bat is it's not Ryan Johnson. Uh, this announcement that's coming in January, apparently it's, they've already said that hundred percent, this is not the thing that Ryan Johnson is working on. We still don't know what the hell's going on with that. So I think it's safe to discount Ryan Johnson at this, at this moment in time, unless we get some real decent clarification pretty soon because he's even said himself, you know, that Disney needs to kind of sort out their priorities and he doesn't know where 
his project fit within that priority and all that stuff. So he doesn't even know when this is going to be moving forward for him and stuff. So let's discount Ryan Johnson until we get some information on that. So it's not going to be Ryan Johnson. It's obviously not uh, Benioff and Wise. They walked out on Star Wars uh, a few weeks back. So it's not those. So this really is a brand new, uh, you know, a brand new thing for us to get our teeth into. So I can't give any more details at the moment because we literally don't know any. It really is just one of those little nuggets that slipped out uh, saying that uh, this was in the um, the Hollywood Reporter, uh, by the way, which is a report that they were running uh, just on the future of movies and what's going to happen after the Skywalker saga and so on. So information on the new Star Wars movie in January, which I think is pretty good timing, actually, because... On one hand, you can see what Bob Iger was kind of getting at. It's, you know, we don't want to just keep retreading the same course here. We, you know, we there comes a point where you need to just take your foot off the gas a little bit and and stop and, and see what you're doing and stuff. So that that's cool. But also at the same time, there is going to be a huge kind of come down at the end of the year because the Mandalorian would have finished or coming close to finishing. Uh, Rise at the Skywalker side would have been Skywalker would have been done. Uh, the Obi-Wan series, well, I don't think that's coming until late 2020 or even 2021. I'm not, I can't even remember. So there's literally just going to be this huge emptiness of no Star Wars. So in a way, it's good timing because they're they're saying to people, look, yes, there is going to be a break, but don't worry because look, we've got this cool thing that we're working on and this person's going to be directing it. And it's going to be awesome. So this is, you know, they're going to keep the train not at full speed, but just, you know, gently rolling along. The hype train that is, and I guess they'll ramp that up as uh, as we go through the next couple of years. But good news that um, this podcast is going to be around at least for another <laughs> couple of years because if they just cancelled everything, if you know, I can't imagine that anyway with the success of the of the Mandalorian over at Disney Plus, and I think Disney Plus itself is doing really well. I can't imagine that they're going to leave it at the Mandalorian. I'm not talking about the Obi Wan series, but I'm pretty sure we're going to see plenty of star wars stuff over on disney plus anyway i'm guessing we're going to have another animated show of some kind as well in the next couple of years so at least on this podcast we're going to have stuff to talk about which is really cool uh, so moving on the uh, the last bit of news that i wanted to uh, just pick on very briefly uh which has kind of been doing arounds on youtube there's a, a quite a few youtube videos analyzing this at the moment and that is over on disney plus all of the Star Wars movies are available in 4K HDR. Now, you know that if you listen to the show about, uh, I can't remember, four or five episodes ago, maybe longer, I said that uh, I was absolutely killing for the the Star Wars saga to be released on 4K, including the original trilogy. And this is something that's been floating around and rumors every single year. I think going back for the last six, seven years, I think every year I always do a Google for the star Wars trilogy being released in 4k. And, uh, it's, I always find a bunch of forums and social media uh, posts and so on where people have, you know, said, Oh, an insider at Lucasfilm has confirmed that Yes, these are coming. So, and this has been going on for years. So I stopped doing it now. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to get myself hyped up every time I search for it. If it's coming, it's coming. Then fantastic. If not, then me, not to worry. Uh, 
But this is good news because uh, this is obviously confirmed that all of the movies do exist in a 4K format with HDR. Uh, they're missing, uh, I think they're missing Dolby Atmos. I think a few people were complaining about that. Uh, but they are, you know, the fact that the original trilogy is is in 4K HDR is amazing. Now, a couple of these YouTube videos have done some analysis on this. And I think the original trilogy, I think I'm, I don't mean to be, I don't want to dive too techie here, but I think the original trilogy, although it's labeled as HDR, I think it's just an SDR presentation that's in an, a HDR wrapper, essentially. Uh, and they've done like these uh, these um, heat map uh, kind of tests where they measure the peak nits, the peak nit brightness and all that stuff. And when you look at the uh, the sequel trilogy, well, like The Force Awakens, and that's interesting as well because The Force Awakens has never had a 4K release. So when you look at that and The Last Jedi, that is true HDR. So that you can see that the peak brightness in the lighter part of the, the, the scenes does go up to that maximum peak and so on. So that's not too much of an issue, to be honest with you, because the original trilogy was never filmed with that dynamic range anyway. So what I think people are most happy about, and what I'm most happy about, is the fact that just it's in 4K, the resolution is is much higher. And so that gives a a, a more, you know, the clarity is a lot, uh, like the, the, the fidelity of the image is a lot nicer and it's a lot more the clarity is boosted and so on. So I love this. Um, I was doing some, some, uh, some, some snooping, uh, looking at various blog posts and YouTube videos. And I have to say that the presentation on Disney plus is really nice as well. The, uh, when you go to the menu screen and you, you, uh, you, you click over or you hover over the, the icon for star Wars, you get the, uh, like a little animated background that starts playing. You get that for the others as well, like the Marvel and, um, National Geographic and stuff like that, but it's really cool. And when you go into the Star Wars area of Disney Plus, they've redone all of the logos for all the films as well. Now I'm a sucker for the original trilogy logos. I love uh, the original Star Wars before it was called an uh, Episode Four, and you hope I love the original Star Wars logo. My fave, which is the Empire Strikes Back logo, and then the very nice kind of classy looking serif fonted Return of the Jedi, which they carried forward for the prequels, you know, in a similar way. But what they've done now is they've taken the new font that they use on the newer stuff. So since The Force Awakens, the, the font that they've used in the logos, so in where it says The Force Awakens or The Last Jedi, which is in between the Star Wars logo, the word Star and Wars, and also any promotional material is uh, Gothic Serif. And they've used that now and they've made all the logos, you know, in that font, even, you know, going back to the prequels, the original trilogy, so that all looks lovely as well. So I can't wait for Disney Plus to launch here in the UK. I believe that's not coming until March, the end of March, 22nd or the 27th of March, something like that next year. So that can't come soon enough because it looks like a really good experience having all of that really nice, nicely designed UI and experience for Star Wars and all the other stuff as well. The whole thing, the whole package just looks really nice. So that's going to be cool. But yes, the original point is that because we know that all of the films now exist in 4k we're hoping well yes we are hoping that next year there'll be a 4k blu-ray box set uh because it would be we, we've known for ages that these films have existed in 4k we, we we just haven't had any official confirmation of that from lucasfilm uh 
uh, I think the uh, who was the uh, director of Solo is it Gareth Edwards I uh, could be getting that completely wrong uh, uh, what was his name uh, Ron Howard it ended up being wasn't it so uh, the director of Rogue One sorry uh, was it Gareth Edwards um, he ended up going to Lucas uh, Gareth Edwards uh, he ended up going to the Lucas Ranch uh, Skywalker Ranch and uh, where he he was there obviously on Star Wars business and I think it was the guy uh, who's the special effects guy uh, the guy that it, I think it was the guy that actually invented and launched Photoshop uh, was it Peter Knoll um, that guy um, uh, actually invited him to uh, to go and look at um, a 4k presentation um, of Star Wars so John Knoll that's a name John Knoll uh, he invited Gareth to, when he was at uh, Skywalker Ranch to watch A New Hope in 4K. And Gareth was like, hell yeah, of course I want to do it. And then he said, you know, it looks absolutely amazing in 4K. And this was about four or five years ago. Um, well, you know, when they were, they were in sort of early production and stuff. Maybe not that long ago, maybe three, three or four years ago. So we've known for years that these films have existed in 4K. Now the fact that they're out there in the wild at Disney+, Plus. That's cool on its own, but now that gets us even closer, just nudges us forward even more to the fact that we might get a 4K release on disc. That'd be amazing. So I know it's going to be another dip. I know as Star Wars fans, we've double dipped, triple dipped, you know, quadruple dipped, you know, the amount of times, because I think they've just re-released or about to re-release all of the movies on Blu-ray again with different covers and everything. So <laughs> it's, uh, yes, we're certainly... Well, some of us are not sh shy in giving those guys our money. <laughs> Let's be honest. But anyway, I digress. Disney Plus has all the movies in 4K, which is really cool. So I can't wait to sign up when it launches in March next year. So that's going to do it for news. Like I said, I'm not going to dive into uh, any news and discussion or random spotlight. Just wanted to give you guys a shorter show just to keep you updated on what's going on and my thoughts on, on the Star Wars universe at the moment. So yes, I think we will, I think we'll wrap there for 33. Right, that's going to do it for episode 33. Thank you so much for listening to myself waffle on about various Star Wars stories. It's great to uh, just have all this news coming through. It's not so great for our review and discussion and random spotlight segments, but uh, there's just loads going on in the world of Star Wars. It's uh, it's good to just uh, talk through what's happening to keep you guys updated. So thank you again for listening to 33. As I mentioned earlier, head over to any of the social channels. We're on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Just do a search for uh, Spark of Rebellion. You'll find us on there. Give us a, a subscribe and a follow and a like and all that jazz as we uh, chat Star Wars throughout the week and also to the people that support us on Patreon. Thank you so much. It's very much appreciated. And if you'd like to support the show, patreon.com forward slash spark of rebellion. You can jump on board on a number of tiers there. Your support would be very much appreciated. We put it all back into the show to make sure we bring you quality content each and every week. Until next week, I'm not sure what's happening next week, by the way. Uh, I think Mark could be away. I think he's on his holes. So he's having a busy, busy old time of it of late. So it could be me solo or it could be me with a guest uh, host. We'll, uh, 
we'll wait and see uh, what's, what's going on with timings and stuff like that. But it's a busy, busy old time as we get towards the end of 2019. So forgive us if we're not. Uh, both of us are present each and every week, but we will try to uh, try to be here. So until next week for episode 34, take care of yourselves and may the force be with you always.